If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Su. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. And we are off live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mitch Moss, Polly Howard here on a Thursday morning. Love Thursdays. We are loaded today on the program. Nigel Seeley Soccer Bets, Brad Powers College Football, Mike Palman Studio. When we're going to run down a tremendous survivor breakdown past him at that time, Paul Charchi and player props for tonight and fantasy advice for this week. How are you doing today, Paulie? All right, you? Good. All right. Good action tonight. Good football action. You know, a lot of the people end, are a lot of people are going to complain about the quality of the game. You can see it coming from a mile away. Uh-huh. You know what would be great? And we're there's no way you could turn it away, turn it off for like three hours if the Chicago area got like two and a half feet of snow today. I don't wish that upon our friends watching on Marquee today. I'm from there. I know what that stuff is like. I'm from the Midwest. But for snow football games, which you don't get very often anymore, come on, that's that's the best. That's okay. That's They have shovels. It'll melt eventually. Right. That would be a appointment television. And if you want to complain about it, take advantage of it and bet the under, which opened 41.5 down to 38 because primetime unders are 22-7 and seven this year. Are you surprised it opened that high? Uh, yeah, the yeah. market is. Yeah, I know. Uh, but that, then again, it's the, been the story of the NFL season. Primetime unders, games under, nonstop here. And even with a Division II quarterback going against a number one pick, I mean, are you going to see enough stops here? And uh, certainly Badgett looked good last week when, when he wasn't turning the ball over. I mean, you think you're in that game and have a chance to win, and you had five turnovers. So I've been pleasantly surprised by how he's played, and uh, I can't say the same for Bryce Young, which it's been a horror show, and it doesn't matter who's calling the place. So the Colts' defense allowed 38 points per game the previous three weeks. Last week, Bryce Young and the Panthers' offense couldn't really do anything. Yeah. That's a really bad sign. Couldn't even get the ball to Thielen. That is a bad sign. Yeah. And now with Chark, doesn't look like Chark's going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, he's got to go over. How can this guy not get 70 yards? Who else is he going to throw to? But between, you know, nothing there, incomplete passes, balls batted down, interceptions, pick sixes, it's been ugly. It's and been he, really, really yeah. bad. And even the win, even the win was a low-scoring game against Houston, which going back, I don't know how that happened. But, you know, there's a lot on the line for the Bears, too, because the incentive here to win and the players aren't going to talk about it. It's more of an organizational thing and fans. But you 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 knock out Carolina, it helps your chances for the number one pick with the yep. trade. Imagine, I mean, this is such a kick to the stomach here. If you lose tonight, if it's not pretty for the Panthers, not only did you trade up to take the number one pick in the draft, and it appears that uh, they made the wrong move at least halfway through the rookie season here by not taking C.J. Stroud, then your pick next year is going to go to the team that you're playing tonight and there's no hope in sight. Yeah. And the the look on Frank Reich's face in the second half last week on the sidelines, he it was it was identical almost to Robert Sala when Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Just like, oh man, he just he knows how deep he's in it right now as the Carolina head coach. And I'll tell you, like after this, 
They get the Cowboys, then three consecutive road games for Carolina, and you're going to hear the competition to say, well, winnable games. I don't know, are they? They play at Tennessee, at Tampa Bay, and then at New Orleans three consecutive weeks. They might end up winning two or three games the entire year. Yeah, it's set up beautifully for the Bears. Absolutely. They can, well, can't screw this up. Hmm? Now, that's easier said than done with this organization. Uh, moving, well, sure. That, you know, Bears, in April. Yeah, a Bears fan will tell you that. Well, what, what does it matter? We can't pick our nose. That's right. So Now, here, here are some of the positives for the Bears. When you look at the defense over the past four weeks, Yards per game allowed by Chicago's defense, fifth overall in the league. EPA per play, eighth. Explosive pass percentage allowed, fourth. Rushing yards allowed per game, they are first overall the last month. Rushing EPA per play, first in the last month. Explosive rush percentage, they are second. They just traded for Montez Sweat. That'll bolster the defensive line a little bit more. So since this defense has gotten healthier now in the last week, those numbers are really, really good. And that also tells you that the combination, which is not great anyway, of Miles Sanders and Chubba Hubbard, are they going to be able to do much running the ball today against uh, the Chicago Bears defense, which has been elite in the last month at stopping opposing teams' ground games? Mm -hmm. So if they can't run the football, the thought is, well, it's going to have to be even more of a Bryce Young throwing game, and I don't like their chances at, at winning then. Well, right. they don't put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, I cannot believe he's only $1.40 to throw an interception. God, uh, what does he do to throw a pick six? Yeah, okay. But that's... Uh, can you generate any kind of pressure in, in a pass rush and put some heat on him? And if you can, I'm, I'm with you. You're not going to be able to run the ball. And if you, if you can't, for whatever reason, tonight protect him, then it could be a long day. Badgett's also a dollar forty to throw a pick. Okay, uh, which all the turnovers they had as well, and it's a DJ Moore game too. Where you, do I know him, or does he know us? So you know that back and forth. That's an interesting handicap, but I would think he has a big game because again, Carolina hasn't been able to stop anybody, and you got all these guys out in the secondary. Yep. So he should he should have a huge game. Then you look at the Panthers a little bit more since they made that change two weeks ago with the. Um... Offensive play calling duties now in the hands of Thomas Brown. Okay, so the numbers, by the way, consider this. The two teams they played, again, as we mentioned, the Colts defense, and they allowed 38 points per game the previous three weeks. Couldn't do anything there. The game against the Texans, very low-scoring game in which they won. Hardly any points were scored at all. And then look at what Tampa did to the Houston defense last week. So it's like, are they going to... Yards per game with Thomas Brown taking over. Last two weeks, they're 27th in the NFL. On the season, they're actually 28th. EPA per, per uh, play against two bad, well, defenses, 27th. Passing yards per game, 27th. EPA per pass play, 27th. They're at the bottom or near the bottom of every single one of these categories since this guy take, took over against two, at least one defense that stinks and another one that's questionable at best. Yeah, yeah. And the Bears defense is playing a lot better. I just don't see a path tonight. I, I We were this close. In fact, if Justin Fields was named the starter... We were going to, I think, use them in Survivor tonight. Wow. And now another guy in our group oh, oh, oh. that is super high on the Bears, is still he still wants to use them. He actually was trying to make the case that he likes the Bears with Bajit more than he would have with Fields because it would have been his first game back. God, that's risky. Again, well, going, it's a uh, tricky week. That's why. I, well, not necessarily. I mean, you you didn't save the Lions, but you certainly have a gimme there with Dallas with Danny yeah, DeVito so I, starting, but that's... Right, and the thing that throws a wrench into this is Cincinnati with Chase and Higgins now, of course, who might not play. So, and then still, it's hard to fade C.J. Stroud. But let's 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 say it doesn't go well again tonight. I mean, you just must, like we talked about Monday, you got to be miserable, and the look on your face about what did what have we done here? If you're in the front office or on this organization with the quarterback position, if this guy continues to struggle and you can't move the ball against the Bears, who are a bad team. And you can't move the ball, and he continues to turn it over. Then it's like, I mean, this is not supposed to happen. I mean, he looks lost out there, and I'll compare it to what Stroud does every single week sure. and what he just did against Tampa Bay. So, you know, there, there's so much here in terms of, you know, the first touchdown of the game. I have no idea. There's so many candidates. What, what can Foreman do, who was great against the Raiders and had the hat trick in that game? Who eats for Chicago? Does more go off? But but then again, is the to are we overreacting here to what's happened from a total standpoint, the entire year, can you really put up a 38 with these two quarterbacks? 
because Chicago's the worst in the league in point differential. And, and you know, it's, it's Halloween with Bryce Young. He's given everything away, what he's been doing. So th- that's another thing about it. You would also think you'd get some big plays here at some point with the passing attack, which as we continue to cr- crush Bryce Young, at least Adam Thielen, other than last week, has been awesome and put up big numbers. Yeah. So they didn't move the ball against Miami, but and had the 14 to nothing lead before the roof fell in. Yeah, well, to your point on first year in rookie quarterbacks, right? Like a lot of them are not going to look like C.J. Stroud. He's having like the best rookie season we've had maybe ever. But you look at the other three guys taken – um, either in the first round or yeah. early. Well, look a- at Levis right a- Anthony Richardson popped. That's right. He looked like he was able he to grasp the offense and it was going to take off. And yeah. Will Levis immediately comes in and you're like, that doesn't look too bad. Right. And he wins. The- now he's the guy the rest of the year. So And so the guy that they had to have by trading up, I mean, has he had many moments at all this year? You can count him on probably one finger. Forget one hand where it's like, okay, that looked good. It's just, it's a disaster right now. Yeah. I would say this on. Yeah. And it was supposed to change with Thomas Brown. You, you mentioned that earlier. It has, it's been. It's been just, just as bad, pretty yes, much. Yes, yeah. And that's the bad part is that it's been two kind of bad defenses. So, first touchdown score, you brought this up. Um, I was listening to Adam Chernoff's podcast. Our buddy, he's going to come on tomorrow, comes on for half an hour every Friday. Really good on the NFL. He pointed out that last night there was a professional move on two different player props. Well, one was, well, they were kind of correlated. One was on Miles Sanders going over, rushing and receiving yards combined, which means that the Hubbard props are going to come down. And there was Uh a big gap because this has been Hubbard's backfield now. So the thought is that Miles Sanders could be the guy tonight who is going to get um, more opportunity. And Adam's point was, especially if they're down in the game, watch for Sanders to get more opportunities in the passing game. Uh, But if this could, if they might switch things up here, now, Miles Sanders has dropped to 20-1 to 1 to be the first touchdown scorer in the game. Earlier in the season, that would uh-huh. not have been the case. Yeah, yeah. But since it flipped, maybe there's something there where you can find some value on Miles Sanders tonight in the game. How about Komet? Sure. Yeah, he got he ate against New Orleans. He's on a good stretch here. Yeah, right. And when in doubt, find him. He is 9-1 uh, to 1 here at Circa. Also, yeah, and you, you touch on it too, but the injuries to the Panthers' defense. Oh, I know. Some very key guys That's there. That's right. That's right. Well, the other thing, the good, the good news is this is our final stink bomb on Thursday. So if anyone wants to go the negative route, at least positivity, Cincinnati, Baltimore next week, Thanksgiving. Then we have Cowboys, Seattle coming up. Yeah. There's Jets, Browns. There's they, a can, they can also flex too, right? right? Uh, yeah, week 12, I think it yeah. is. Or whatever it is, week 14, so down the road. But yeah, this is the final uh, stinker of uh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah, very good. Uh, it's still an NFL game. I mean, come on. I know. I'm with you. Yeah. Yep. All right. So follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. By the way, the favorite now, don't forget about this. Uh, Khalil Herbert is back tonight for the Bears. He is the shortest shot in the board at DK to score the first touchdown, and he's plus 125 there for an anytime touchdown. Paul's going to recap last night's betting action with win some, lose some last night. There was a huge upset in college basketball last night 25 to 1 in the money line. Paul, you with the details coming up next. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. 
Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of MoviePhone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. You win Lombardi? Huh? Michael, you buying in? Sixers beat the Celtics in their 7-0 ATS to start the season. Shame on me. Nick Nurse getting it done. And they will add a piece or pieces, too, because of the Harden trade. Giddy up. I tried telling you. Uh-huh. You wouldn't listen. Uh-huh. I took a little. Yeah. Not bad. NBA championship or to win the East? Championship. Good start. Nick Nurse getting it done. Embiid. Great win. Beating the Celtics. It- as an NBA odds maker in town told me last night, okay. there is no way, no how, the gap between the Celtics, when you look at the odds to win the Eastern Conference, okay. the gap between the Celtics and the Bucks compared to the Sixers should exist. Last, I haven't checked yet today. Last night, the Sixers were still 8 or 9 to 1 to win the East. Celtics, Bucks were not even 2 to 1. Very good. Good observation. They're right there with them. Totally with you. Pacers, Jazz, well, yeah, that's history factoring in too, though, but different year, I guess, but Embiid never made it to the conference finals. Pacers, Jazz over 240 up to 243. 134 to 118. Heat, Grizzlies under 223 down to 217. 108-102. Raptors, Mavs over 221 up to 225 and a half. Nice win by Toronto. 127 to 116. Ottawa Senators 11 and 0 to the over in the second period. Every game is cast second period. Bowling Green 8 and a half up to 11. Routed Kent State, Akron, Miami, Ohio under 43 and a half down to 37 and a half. 19 rip in play total was 22 and a half early third quarter in that one. Here's what Mitch is talking about Southern 25 to 1 on the money line out here in Las Vegas. They were 21 point dogs against UNLV, they beat them by double digits. <laughs> they were up by 20 points at halftime, Paul. I know that's staggering. How does that happen? 25 to 1 here at Circa on the money line. You know, every year Never at this time you get big upsets, but like that? Yep. For a 20 point favorite to be down by 20 at halftime uh-huh. on their home court and then the loot get blown up, that, wow. Yep. Union Berlin, Napoli draw plus 365, and Copenhagen in Champions League also plus 360. Subscribe, be part of the team. VSIN.com, our radio and podcast friends. You always want to see these tweets and videos. Oh, the videos today. What a mix. Okay, dropping off the Taco Bell. Uber Eats. This is in Florida. Okay, your food's here. I'll let you know. Oh, look comes the bear. Oh, no. We got an intruder here. And the person never got the food. And he takes it. And there he goes. The bear with the snatch and grab with the Taco Bell. Must have the crunch wrappers. Or the Mexican pizza owner comes out. Wait a second. I was notified my Taco Bell arrived. Whoop. 
In comes the bear with well, the sneak attack. I need to know the timeline here, right? <laughs> in between her dropping it off right here and the family coming out, how much time is that? You know what I'm saying? Did, right. they, did, did right. they take 20 minutes? Was it two minutes? And it's like the bear snuck in already and got it? Look at him. Look at him coming in. Oh, he knows. Yeah. Steps around, puts it right in his mouth. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he took the drink. Huh. You're kidding me. Oh, my God. Sure. Now, does he put the hot sauce on or is he more of a mild <laughs> kind of ba- uh-huh. bear? Absolutely. That is awesome. And this, how about the, the guys don't know if it's a pickle or a lime, but look at the dog. Give me that. Nope. <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> uh, American bully? French bulldog? I don't know. American bully? Look at this guy, right? Look at the little fella. Built like an ice cube. Look, coming in. Nope, can't get it. Trying to grab it in his mouth. Won't have it. And and they said, you're familiar with this. They said, uh, this is bear. Do you got the volume? Oh, we'll play it tomorrow then. I need the volume. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's great. I'll save it for tomorrow. Bear is... Uh, it's 5 o'clock. Bear wants to eat. Uh, I forgot about daylight savings. Oh, this uh, is happening the, at our house every single night. Oh, really? Oh, of course. With the set schedule. They're looking oh, at me. Oh, yeah. Where's, where's dinner? We, we feed them every day, like at 8 and 5, typically in that in that neighborhood. Oh, this is great. Every single night now, around 3.30, they're starting to mosey around like, hey, uh, you, you have us in mind tonight? Are we going to get some food? Or what, what's the story here, pal? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Bear. We'll play that tomorrow, though. Um, fine. Lose some. What was this? I can't believe this. You can put up 522 if you want as well. Bowling Green played Kent State last night. Someone in Florida put a million dollars on Kent State. And again, Bowling Green went from 8.5 to 11. He took uh, 10.5 in the game. Kent State is a horrible team. They have one win. They beat Central Connecticut State. Not only are they only have one win, they have been routed in every game. And then coming into last night's game, and they lose 49 to 19. They're one and nine on the season. Why would you do this? Well, here's my Why spe- this game? Here's my speculation. I don't know. It could be one of several things. But first of all, welcome aboard to Legal Sports Betting Florida. It's back on board now, so that's great. Maybe this is an alum of Kent State. Maybe he has more money than God. Maybe he has more money. Maybe he's a big player at the local casinos there. I don't know. And he just, not. he's like, a million bucks is not, clearly a million bucks is going to be nothing to this person. How about taking that? A Wednesday night game in the MAC? Okay, we'll take it. My, my guess is that he has played several, maybe a, uh, a lot of cash before has been exchanged between this guy and the casinos there. Yeah, yeah, table player, sure. They lost to Arkansas 28-6, Fresno 53-10, Miami of Ohio 23-3, um, 42-17, 24-6, I can't, you know, that's nuts. And they said, uh, no, well, I'll get to that in a second. Suns Bulls under 223, down to 217 and a half. And it's also a bad beat because it goes over in overtime. Suns win 116, 150. Thunder Cavs under 235, down to 228, not even close. Thunder perfect against the East, 128, 120. T Wolves Pelicans under 223, down to 218. 122 to 101, Minnesota. And the beat goes on. And they said, move to Tahoe. Did you have it? Do you have it, Luke? Here we go. Move the towel. It'll be nice. You'll have fun. You'll like it. Look at the door. Oh, the bear. Look at this guy. I mean, it, I mean, this guy is Andre the Giant. And Peekaboo, there he is. Look at that. Look at the, because comes in and wrecks the door as he wants in. Was there Taco Bell in that room? Uh, I don't know. How, how big are we talking here? I, I have no idea. So the door frame is going to be what, a minimum of eight feet tall? Right. To wreck that door and get in? <laughs> he just is like... One paw, let me just rip this off the hinges here. Not even the hinges the other way. That's right. That's and then right. Here's how big I am. You want to mess around? Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Taking wow. you out again. It's DiCaprio and the Revenant. I'm going to throw you around like a rag doll. There's nothing you can do about it. No better time of year to be a sports better. Only Visa and Pro Subs. Look at that shot. Good job, guys. Look at him. Yeah. I smell something. Sign up today. Get access to our daily best bets. Who has the hot hand with the leaderboard? Betting splits, everyone loves it. Betting systems, premium analysis, dog videos, hippo videos. Everything we do through May 1st, $120. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. A couple more things on the NBA from last night. Are the <laughs> Lakers going to be this year's version of the Golden State Warriors? They're own four on the road. They're, they're talking about injuries. and What's with the first quarter now? It's every game but one. I understand that, yeah. 
I mean, but it's, it's shocking. It's it's only four games, but they're own four on the road. They took money yesterday. I saw the number touch four and a half, maybe even a five out there yesterday uh, in the era, late afternoon. But Houston blew them out. That was never a game. No, it wasn't. So maybe they're going to have road issues. Maybe that they're going to be that one team where it's just going to be a struggle for them all year long. And this is where Austin Reeves again. Yeah. I mean, I look up the guy's like minus twenty, plus minus, and he was like I don't know, two of nine or something when I, the first time I looked. At, boy, the, oh boy. The and this is why you need when you're watching games at night. And I've said this several times. I don't like making in-game bets when I'm not watching a game. Because I, I have no idea of the context of what's happening. I don't know how far behind the app or how far ahead the app is from the actual game. I have no idea. But when you're watching games and you can take in, you know, four, eight, nine, ten games at a time like last night and all these screens now, if you were watching the Bucks game and saw that Giannis got tossed for which was just as bad as it gets. Staring. That, that official needs to be suspended for a month. I agree. I'm sorry. It was ridiculous. But as soon as he got tossed in that game for a second technical, they were up by 10. You know how this team is going to... They've been bad defensively all year anyway. You knew the Pistons were going to be game. And before you could blink, they outscored the Bucks 43-28 in the third quarter. And they had a five-point lead. Bucks came back to win the game. But you had to take some Pistons. I did. I did. I lost. 11 and a half, 12. Yep. They beat all the plays down the stretch. Lopez hit a big three. They won, and I got beat. But that's... uh, Yep. But I was with you. It was... uh, I cannot believe they did that. An MVP superstar, you toss him for oh, staring? That's abysmal. That is. That's that's so bad. But it's, it's a great start to the year. You know, the Minnesota start, what's wrong with the Lakers? Uh, Denver wins without Murray, no problem. Beat the Warriors. So Well, they they had to win the fourth quarter last night. Yeah, uh, they were down, yeah. They didn't cover the game, but, yeah, that was a struggle for them uh, last night. And, no, it's a... It's a these the totals on the Wizards and the Pacers games. Right. And it's also just keep betting it over in play. Because they're gonna get an eighty point quarter combined. With, it, it's with gonna the happen. Opponent. It's gonna it's, happen. It's, it's going to happen in one of the four quarters. Yes, it is. One of the games there was a ninety. Yeah. So the, the Pacers, Pacers had a fifty point quarter over yeah. the weekend. So now the Pacers play the Bucks tonight. Oh. Yeah. Now the totals two forty three in that range. It's a back to back tired I legs, don't but care. it's going over. All right, up next, we'll uh, discuss college games for tonight and tomorrow. The number has started to settle in to a spot that makes more sense after getting too low this week. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. You can check out future events as well. We're here to make you smarter, better year-round, and betting splits will help us out. Check it out every game, vcin.com, and help you out. All right, some college football here, as uh, we do have a couple of games tonight. One of which is Virginia at Louisville. Again, uh, people are trying to make the case that uh, if all you know, if you know what hits the fan, Louisville could actually make the playoff. I'm not buying in yet. Uh, in fact, I will not buy in. Good um, for you. Yeah, I just I, I can't get there with it. But is there an angle here to where to get the attention of people in the room? You always hear the phrase "eye test" still used. It's thrown out there every single week. Do you think Louisville would want to win by style points at all in any of these remaining games? just in case they go to the ACC title game at 11-1 and one, and in case they would shock the world and beat Florida State? Yeah, you might have something there. They're favored by 21 tonight is the reason yeah. why I ask. Yeah. This would be an enormous game. Um, also, if we had the expanded playoff, you know, uh, Tennessee-Missouri, for example, would be an elimination game uh, Saturday. And uh, certainly ten- Louisville's sitting there at 11 in the rankings. And they go to Miami next week and then host Kentucky. I don't know how Virginia beat North Carolina. That I just that still baffles me, what happened there. So that's one of their wins. The other one is Bill and Mary. So they hung in there against Miami, though. Yeah, lost by so three. So it's yeah. They also lost by three to NC State. Yeah. And to Boston College. And then last week it just the floodgates opened and they got buried by Georgia Tech. Forty-five seventeen was the final score. Mm-hmm. Louisville is also very good with their advanced numbers. Well, some of the stats anyway. 17th overall in the country in yards per play on offense and 17th yards allowed per play on defense. So the yards per play margin is not pretty for Virginia. Uh, the Cavaliers have used two quarterbacks who have a combined 13 to 12 TD to INT ratio. And uh, 
there's also this. The Cardinals are averaging almost 17 points per game in the first half alone. Virginia averages about 12 points per game. Do they have enough firepower to cover this, though? Because I don't like Plummer, their quarterback. And I watched that NC State game when he kept throwing picks in the end zone. Right. And they won 13-10. to 10. I mean, the Boston College score is misleading, but some, I mean, unless they you know turn it over, the other team turns it over. What, the pit game was bad. A lot of what they did was in garbage time. So that's thirty-eight. A, I mean, a thirty-eight twenty-one loss to Pitt. Yes, that was bad. That is a stain that was on a the resume. This misleading year. score, no doubt. Pitt stinks. So that's uh, that's a lot of points to be laying. Now the Notre Dame performance was strong, but. It could be where we take the field, we know we're going to win, and then it backfires on the kids. Next thing you know, it's a close game in the third quarter. Uh, 21's a lot. It's I, a big I, don't, I don't like their quarterback play. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. Uh, the games that we have coming up tomorrow night. Wyoming plays out here in Las Vegas against UNLV. UNLV is the second-best team in the country, ATS. And I say second because they're 8-1 ATS. There is one other team that's 8-1 against the spread. It's Arizona, but their cover margin is slightly higher than UNLV's now. The Rebels average 36 points per game. That's 14th overall in the country. The Cowboys get 23 points per game, and this is where it could be a massive edge tomorrow night for UNLV. They average 4.5 yards per rush and 190 per game. Wyoming allows 4.9 yards per rush, which is 108th in the country, and 175 yards per game. This number was all over the map. Yep. I believe it opened up five here at Circa. I saw it get as low as three, which, man, I really wish I could go back in time and bet UNLV minus three because they've been so good covering numbers. They're a better team than Wyoming at this point, and Barry Odom's doing a fantastic job. Oh. But now the number's getting closer to where I think it should be. This is one of the best coaching, no hyperbole. It's one of the best coaching jobs I've ever seen. This, I... I I've lived here for 24 years. They have gone every route, and it's failed miserably. They went hot offensive coordinator twice. The guy at Oregon and then Sanford at Utah when, when Urban Meyer had him the undefeated season. They went the hot, hot high school coach. They went with the great coach at the lower level in Montana with Bobby Houck. Everything back. They went the legend, John Robinson, huh? with the Rams and USC. Nothing worked until Barry Odom. They only have two losses. They led big at Fresno, lost. Uh, Fresno came back to beat them. Good team, though. And then they got beat by Michigan. 8-1 ATS. This is enormous. They also play Air Force coming up. They could be in a conference title game. That's true. I mean, who knows? What, 100 to 1? Any number you throw at me, what right. they would have been to win the Mountain West before the season. It's right there. So you're kicking yourself with the move here uh, up to 5. I can't get a read on Wyoming. You know, the quarterback is inconsistent. Uh-huh. They beat Texas Tech at home. They were routed at Texas. They beat Fresno, and the kid looked great in that game. And then they went up and down the field against Air Force, lost by seven, but hung in there. And then just went to Boise and got embarrassed. So I don't, I, I can't get a read on Wyoming between their inconsistent play, the inconsistent quarterback play, and it's just UNLV has been a machine here, not only ATS in what they've done. So it's a huge game Friday night for this program. And to think they will be in position with a win where they can make the, the um, conference t- title game. Yeah, I don't, I don't think people across the country who really have not, and why would you pay attention to UNLV football over the years, have realized what you said, Paul, that it's absolutely John Robinson. It was working with him. Uh, he, he brought in some really good talent and they went to a bowl game, but then he just called the quits, don't want to do it anymore. And since then, it's just been... An unmitigated disaster. They, UNLV... They, they made him AD, and then he, yeah, there yeah. were too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. This is, again, if you go back and look like at some of the power rating numbers from previous years, and you could use betters, you could use like the BPI at uh, ESPN. ESPN used to do like the bottom 10 teams. They still might do it. I don't, the bottom 10 teams in the country. UNLV was almost annually on that list. They were... Absolutely. And I would argue that they were the worst program in the country there for a little while. They were that bad. And exactly what you said was spot on. It, it just like people gave up. I wonder if, what the home field edge will be like because this team, because of the woes over the years, they've never had a home field. And now they play where the Raiders play, so it's a gigantic stadium. Yeah. But on a Friday night, as opposed to a Saturday when there's a zillion things going on every week in Las Vegas, maybe they actually get a decent crowd tomorrow night and they're going to be loud and yep. they're fired up for the team. Yep. Good for them. Taking money. See if they can get it they done. They should. Three was too low. Uh-huh. Yep. I wanted to mention quickly the other game tonight. I don't understand this. This uh, oh, you move. bet that's right away. Yeah, no, no, there's the SMU. This no yeah, yeah. S- Southern Miss and uh, Louisiana. 
Have you looked at this Southern Miss defense? Gave up 66 to Florida State, 44 to Arkansas State, 50 to Texas State, 55 to South Alabama, and 48 to App State. They, they, they beat god-awful Louisiana Monroe last week. Other than that, they've done nothing this year. In Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns are only, the numbers come down a little bit. Why is this 10? Why is the total 51? What am I missing here? I, I don't understand. Southern Miss can't stop anybody. That surprises me. And I'm also, you're right, I bet the over in the other Friday night game with North Texas and SMU. SMU's cooking, man. Now, remember, they lost to Oklahoma early on, in the they season. They were on pace for 100 points last week. They were. They were. They scored 69 against Tulsa. That was They scored 55 against Temple, took it easy on them, 36-31 against Rice. And as we've talked about, especially early in the season, this is all-time bad with the North Texas defense. Gave up 58 to Cal, 46 to Florida International, 37 to Louisiana Tech, 31 to Abilene Christian. Played a 45 to 42 game. So I I, I don't who's I I you don't tell me SMU can't drop 50 alone here? 50 get do the speed limit here? I, I, I like this over Friday night as well, and I, I don't think uh, North Texas can hang. So maybe take some SMU yeah. team total over as well. I like that. Maybe angle some too. SMU first half team total over. Yeah. Top of that. Take a, sprinkle that with Louisiana too as well tonight. Okay. Southern miss horrible D. As long as you brought up all time bad. We'll transition here because the Sharks are skating again tonight uh-huh. in the NHL, and they're taking on Connor McDavid's back. Oilers bumped up to now 340 this morning against. Oh my God! The Sharks on the road. Yeah, they're a dollar 42 this morning on the puck line, and the total here is seven. They have two wins. I can't do it. It's too much. Something's wrong. Something is is wrong with this team. And I know the goaltending and the defense. I mean, it's it started right off the bat against Vancouver. They lost eight to one opening night. But they beat Calgary and Nashville. That's it. So I respect Jeff Davis, who works here, keeps saying they're going to be okay. But at 2-8-1, and one, you're right. That speaks to how bad San Jose is, and they finally get the win. But uh, Edmonton's 350. And you said it early, even though they lost last night, what's Vegas at home when they host San Jose coming up? Okay, so I'm looking at the Edmonton team total for tonight. And you can. this is so awesome. You can bet anywhere from 1.5 goals all the way to 5.5 goals at DK. Over three and a half goals for the Oilers is minus 240. <laughs> oh. Over four and a half is minus 110. There you yeah. go. Yeah, well, that's the it, pick it, it was the fluke the other night against the Flyers. How did that happen? You know, it's funny. After the game, they said uh, we, could, we can relax now. It feels great to get a win, and we didn't set the record. So now is there a letdown with hey, San yes. Jose? They probably went on party. This is their Raiders smoke cigars. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Drink a glass of whiskey yeah, game. They get, well, yeah, I don't, I don't blame them. I, I wouldn't celebrate. If I, I got beat 10-1 and 10-2, and I was looking at the all-time record, and I got a win. It would have, it would have been Christmas game early as well. I don't know. Let's, let's get nuts. Why don't we lay like two and a half goals with the Oilers tonight? I can't do it. You don't want to do it? They, what are they going to allow? What are they going to give up? They're bad, right? This is a horrible start. All right, up next. There is something here with this team. I'm not sure what it is, but they're young, they're fun, and it appears as if they figured it out early on here in the season. That's coming up. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Layla Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 and pocket $200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. Crown is yours. Okay, so what? We're a few weeks into the NBA season now. I have the package. I think it's a great job watching these games every night. You can watch in the quad box when you have the package, and it's awesome. One team that really sticks out. Well, there are several, but one team that really sticks out now. We're sitting here still like kind of in early November. The Minnesota Timberwolves. So I would ask the question. They never figured it out last year, year one, after they made that trade for Rudy Gobert. And they tinkered a lot. It just would not hit a season ago. Did it take one full year and then the following offseason for head coach Chris Finch and company to figure out what to do with all these players? Because they have a ton of talent. They're super deep. How many teams, and this is not a big man's league anymore, but how many teams can have Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and Nas Reed on the same roster? Gobert can't stretch you out, but Cat can and will. Nas Reed can and will as well. And so... When you look at the recent scores, Paulie, they're 5-2 and two on the year. They absolutely took apart Denver. Only lost this season for the Nuggets. Killed them. They did the same thing to Utah. Last night, that was never a game. Now, I get it. There was no Zion Williamson, but that was a 20-point game the entire time, if not more. They killed the Pelicans. They gave the Celtics their first loss of the season earlier in the week. And some of the stuff I wanted to point out about how much talent they actually have. First of all, they have a killer on this team in Anthony Edwards. And I was listening to the broadcast last night and the, the guy, and they brought Alex Rodriguez in the booth, by the way, which was great. And he was talking about how Minnesota is like a sleeping giant when it comes to basketball. And the analyst said the three best players in the history of the Timberwolves are all big guys. And he pointed out they've never once had a player like Anthony Edwards. So his MVP stock is now down to 25 to one today. I know Jonathan Von Tobel from here, the network, on his podcast this week, said, you better grab a piece of this guy at 40-1. to 1. So they've never had a player like him. He's turning into one of the... I mean, he's right there with, with any of the best young players in the entire league. He's phenomenal, and he's really good on defense. They currently have seven of the top 20 individual defenders in the NBA based on defensive rating. Uh, Gobert is not alone. He might make a run at his fourth Defensive Player of the Year award. The guy that I like and the guy that I bet is Jaden McDaniels at 80-1, to 1. And I don't know if he can win it. Last year, there was a big push for him to make the top three teams defensively. He never did. But some of the talking points are ready with this guy and with the team. After the Celtics win, Anthony Edwards was asked a bunch of different questions like, what enabled the Wolves to come through in the clutch? Why was the defense so effective against the Celtics? And he was asked other questions. And his answer every single time was, quote, Jaden McDaniels. 
at one point, Edward said, you might think I'm trying to be funny, but it's Jade McDaniels. I'm not trying to be funny. And he pointed out, after the Celtics win, show me a clip where he got scored on one time in a one-on-one situation. They isoed him like up to 10 times in the fourth quarter, and nobody scored on him. So he was the reason we won the game. He hit three or four big shots offensively as well in the fourth to an overtime. And he said, we don't win that game if he's not playing. And some of the stuff that's being talked about with that guy individually here on the defensive side of the uh, court has been ridiculous. Some of the accolades are ready. So I took a shot at him at 80 to one. He covers and defends all five positions, which I don't think anybody else does in the entire league. And another reason why I took a shot on him is because they have the number one defensive efficiency in the entire NBA, and that will get recognized. It has in years past when Jaron Jackson won it last year, Marcus Smart the year before. Those two uh, teams were so good on the defensive side of the court. And there's also, to tie it in, this tweet from Alan Horton last night. He points out they're number one defensively and number one with effective field goal position uh, percentage on defense for a reason. Last four games... Pelicans, Celtics, Jazz, Nuggets, all shot below 40%, all shot below 30%. That's four games in a row, longest streak in franchise history. That has not been done by an NBA team in the last nine years. And we are talking about good competition here. So I think there are several ways to attack it overall. I bet them to win the in-season tournament at 41-1. to I bet them last night at 25-1 to to win the West. Maybe if you want to like, take a look at the division. But I, f- I think something here is going to cash beyond that. I don't know if it's Edwards MVP. Mm. Maybe Chris Finch, Coach of the Year. That, that's better. Maybe McDaniels or Gobert again, yeah. Defensive Player of the Year. And I'm on Nas Reed, Sixth Man of the Year. Like, this, something's good. this team is really, really good. And all these numbers, you better hop on board. I think they might. the numbers are going to be gone very soon. No, they didn't like each other last year, too. I mean, can't remember the last time we saw them. Uh, Gobert punching a teammate before the uh, the playing game, and then McDaniel's breaks his hand punching the wall. That's right, and wasn't available. They had the Lakers down and beat in that first playing game, uh, and then they let it get away in the fourth quarter. Now I didn't feel this way, but a lot of people were impressed by how they hung in there against Denver in the playoff get rounds, and and there was an overtime game in there in Minnesota as well. So when you look at it, I mean they they did get a game. Uh, and lost in five, and then they did. I know they were close, but the Nuggets swept the Lakers in the conference finals. So I have to see more, but you made a lot of good points, and certainly number one defensively is awesome. And then the ease that they're winning some of these games, maybe there's something here. Yeah, I also but there are the, there are some huge numbers though on on this stuff. Everything you talk to win oh, the group, to win the group plus four fifty, to win to win the play in tournament. You know, you said for it's still available at thirty to one. Uh, Edwards twenty-five to one MVP. Uh-huh. Uh, I I saw sixty-six to one the other day to win the whole thing. But that's, I mean, okay. it's a stacked conference. I mean, you have to beat. That's when it's all stars are supposed to win. If I have two of the best players on the floor, how are you going to beat me? Although maybe what what happened in Denver last year. I know they have Joker, but uh, Murray's a stud as well. But you're going to have to beat Denver. You have to beat Phoenix. You have to beat LeBron. It's it's a tough path in that conference. No doubt, no doubt. But those those big numbers we're talking about here are going to go bye bye very soon. Yeah. And if they continue to play like this defensively, then they're going to enter the playoffs in theory with, if not the best defense in the league, then one of. And they have stoppers all over the court. And I'll well, tell you, the addition of Mike Conley has been huge too because yeah. he has that rapport with Gobert and he knows how to play with the guy. Maybe the angle here is uh, getting those regular season wins on the record. So your Fitch Angle Coach of the Year, and could they shock the world and get the one seed? That's, so that's I, the one, because that's a juicy price, too. That's available at DraftKings and other spots, because Murray's out a month. The Lakers don't care about the regular season. They have issues. Phoenix doesn't care. They have injuries. The Clippers are a mess. Golden State doesn't care about the regular season. Yeah. Someone's got to get the one seed. It's a great point, Paul. They were 33-1 to before the season started. I pondered that bet. They're 18-1 to this morning. I think I'll probably add to get the one seed. I think that would mean a lot to this team. That means that they would... That arena, by the way, will be absolutely juiced to the gills if they yeah. would get home court. against. That would not be an easy place to play it's t- come April and May. It's 20 right now at DraftKings. That's a, okay. Might be something there. And if, and if you really want to get nuts... The DraftKings has the most wins to lead the the okay. entire NBA in wins, but we know the Celtics are going to win a ton of games. Well, yeah, let me ask you this. So I'm watching that game last night as well, and the Celtics are going to be very good long-term. The 76ers are a really good story at this point. But to tie it in with what the Clippers 
and it's very early here. I'm not going to knock them. They lost last night, whatever. But I'm watching the Celtics and the Clippers, and the Celtics offensively, I mean, last night, again, didn't get there, but they're a machine. They have so many, like the top six guys are awesome. And I'm thinking, why can the Clippers not be the Celtics on offense? Right? Because they have like four guys that are interchangeable, all good ball handlers. There's no ball movement. That's the... The ball stops. Every guy needs the ball to do something and score, though, on that team. You see what I'm saying, though? Like, they have, like, a similar makeup. They should, in theory, have a makeup to where their offensive rating should be, like, where the Celtics number is at. Yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to touch anywhere close to that. No, I mean, yeah, on paper, when you you look at the starting five, yeah. I mean, it's Harden, Westbrook, Leonard, Zubak, and and Paul George. It's pretty good. That is. And it's been ugly offensively so far. It's going to take time, but... Between the two performances and what Kawhi said after one of the games, I mean, I want that guy taking as many shots as possible. So I may have got this one wrong here, and I took 22-1 to with the Clippers, but uh, there's a lot of people already saying, I told you so, and it weren't working. They said it wouldn't work when the trade happened, and wow. and the Clippers are making a, a, an egregious error here. So, um, But there's a lot to like, and there's a lot going on. But rest assured, there'll be an injury with Boston. And what will help Minnesota is there'll be more injuries and load management in the West, and they're, you're deep. You're talking about oh, the very depth. deep. So they can withstand an injury. I don't. I, I always thought Cat would be on the move. So did I. I thought he would go to the Knicks, or he would be a guy that would would take off here, and, and because it wouldn't work out with Cat and Gobert, and it was so bad last year. So well, I mean, they gave up what five five first round picks, and they were in a playing yeah. game. It was a d- disaster. And look, by the way, watching Gobert play this year, it looks like he heard what everybody said a year ago, bottled it up, and now he's like, okay, here you go. This is going to be the guy that you saw for the first part, you know, many years of my career. Uh, this is VSIN's Follow the Money on the DraftKings Network. Plenty more coming up today, including Gojo, Dan Lebertard, and Ross Tucker here at VSIN. Paul and I work with the sharpest betting experts in the business. You can check out all of the work at vsin.com at the top of the hour. Nigel Seeley is going to join the program. We'll look at his best soccer bets of the weekend. That's coming up here on VEASAN. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast.